any wild turkey that you hit with your conversion van, you bring to the president. Hi, and welcome to Meet Your Heroes. I'm Audrey. And I'm Elliot. And this is the show where we ignore the very good conventional wisdom to never meet your heroes, and instead, get up close and personal with the lesser-known legacies and real-life bad behavior of some of history's most notable and beloved people. Hi, we are back here for a special holiday episode. Coming to you from the end of fall, the beginning of winter. I guess we're going to have to pick a new season. I know. The tree season? The alienation of loneliness season. That's how I live my entire life. Got the it. alienated okay. loneliness. Don't need a season for that. We just call that being a millennial, baby. <laughs> That's That we do. That we do. Here we are with our special millennial episode then. We are. This is a, a, a treat, a gift to you in case... You need an excuse to get away from your family for 20 minutes Mm -hmm. or something to listen to with your family, corrupt the children young. It's the beginning of that season. Are we watching our language to make a child-friendly episode? No, I don't care. Fuck them kids. (laughs) Fuck them kids. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. So theoretically, you could listen with your family. Be prepared. We will speak to your kids the same way we speak to our kids. Yep. And that is unfiltered. So here we are, ready to say the F word in front of your children as many times as you need us to, really. Yes. So in that spirit, as we gather around our tables to celebrate the death of all vegetation and the oncoming just bleakness of the solstice, this week's hero, the turkey. Audrey, what do you know about the turkey? I know so many things about turkeys. So I'll spare you, but what I can tell you is they're very uh, intelligent, compassionate, loving animals that enjoy being petted the same way cats do. So just keep that in mind. But I also know that this year's turkeys, pardoned by the president, were named peanut butter and jelly. Okay, let's linger there for a second, because for our uh, listeners who aren't familiar with this very weird American tradition, would you explain who peanut butter and jelly are? Oh, I can do my very best. Every year, the day before Thanksgiving, I believe, before millions of people sit down to eat a turkey, including every president basically ever, the president gets two turkeys or a turkey, any number of turkeys, and he pardons them. He basically says, like, you turkeys will not be killed in order to be eaten for Thanksgiving. It's a whole, it's a whole, like, production because first of all there's no way that anybody could kill and process those turkeys fast enough to get them onto the supermarket <laughs> shelf but also yeah it doesn't it it it's almost like groundhog's day but for saving turkeys we will get from whatever we know about the turkeys to try to explain today why it is that the president of the United States of America is commuting the death sentence of this bird as an annual tradition Uh, And also maybe some other highlights along the way. So let's dive in. The turkey was born (laughs) roughly 20 million years ago. Sure, sure. Looks like a dinosaur then? 
Uh, no, it actually looked very similar to how it looks now. <laughs> Turns out, so like the the turkey as we know it is basically it, we can check the fossil records. It looks pretty similar. It's got this common ancestor with some of the other fowl, but like it hasn't actually evolved that much in the subsequent twenty million years. It just kind of knows what it's doing and it's good at it. I believe that. Um, okay, so it is a fowl, which is like this family of birds. Um, it is feathered. It walks most of the time because it's pretty fat, uh, yes. pretty territori- territorial. It can be kind to people unless unless it comes across you in the wild, in which case it treats you like another turkey, which is to say it immediately tries to establish dominance. So if you meet wild turkeys, they are not cuddly. Let's be very clear about this. Like no. pet turkeys? Sure. In, if you meet them in the fields, though, that is not generally how the encounters go. Turkeys are actually very violent birds when they're <laughs> fighting other turkeys. I don't know if you know this. Are we going to get to how they kill other birds? Yeah, you, you should go into this. You, you, you're the expert here. Yes. Okay. I have two turkey anecdotes right here. I'm going to start with how they kill each other or establish dominance. Mm-hmm. Basically, what they do is they attack whatever turkey they're not interested in, work their hardest either as a group or as an independent bird to get mm-hmm. the other bird's head down on the ground. And yes. then these big old turkeys just stomp the brains out of their other turkey foes. It's yes. horrifying, painful. It's like an unimaginable death for the turkey foe. And so that is sad. Don't love that. <laughs> Speaking of walking turkeys most of the time, I don't know if you've ever heard this story about when we were traveling and the big conversion van one Thanksgiving. And we oh, were no, driving. I don't think I have. Yeah, I think this is I think this is around the time we went to Hannibal to see the Mark Twain Museum. I think. We were driving home and we're in this big conversion van, right? So my dad's like, Hey girls, look at the turkeys. And then out of nowhere, one of them decides to fly. We hit it with our conversion van. It breaks our like transmission. Oh, <laughs> Wait, what? It didn't hit the wind. Yeah. It didn't hit the uh, windshield. No, it hit, it hit the-, the grill. It hit the grill because it's a conversion van. It's very high, right? Yeah. yeah and yeah. It, we were like stranded on the side of the road because this one turkey is not <laughs> very jet. agile. This, this turkey chose yes. violence. <laughs> On Thanksgiving or right around there. <laughs> very, very upsetting. I did not like any part of that experience at all. Yikes. Okay, so when you talked about them as being like cuddly, that was in the abstract. That was not based on your personal experiences with turkeys. Oh, I've um, had many positive personal experiences with turkeys. They'll sit on your lap. They'll cuddle. They'll like nuzzle their head into your neck. They're very, very affectionate if they're like domesticated turkeys. Yes, but the same way that wild cats are not the same as domesticated cats. Uh, wild turkeys are not very kind. That is true. No, it's the difference between like a bobcat and like a, a tabby cat. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so yes, this dinosaur era looking bird that will gladly stomp the heads of its foes uh-huh. um, did not evolve to fly large distances, but it did evolve the waddle. Are you familiar with the waddle? Yes, I've seen turkeys walk. No, the waddle meaning the uh, flap of skin under the turkey's Oh, is that neck. called a waddle? I thought that was yeah, called well, a gobble. No, so, so technically a turkey has two caruncles, a waddle and a snood. Oh, and yay. <laughs> are you familiar with either of these caruncles? I mean, very obviously not. I just thought it was called a gobble, which is what <laughs> noise they make. So no, my, my, okay. my knowledge of turkeys is not so much technical as it is like a... <laughs> 
emotional. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a soft science in my book. A caruncle is a small, fleshy um, protuberance that's mm-hmm. a normal part of some animal's anatomy. Technically, mm-hmm. earlobes are caruncles. Um, but specifically, the turkey has the waddle and the snood. So the waddle mm-hmm. is the flap of skin that hangs under the chin, connected to the throat. Um, that sounds right. And the snood is a different type of caruncle. It is an erectile, fleshy protuberance. Are you, have you seen this before? It's like it's like the little it's a little horn looking thing. Oh yeah yeah yeah. On the tip of the turkey's nose. Most of the time when the turkey is in a relaxed state, the snood is pale and it's only like two or three centimeters long. However, mm-hmm. uh, when the males begin their courtship display, they begin strutting. Mm-hmm. The snood engorges yes. with blood, uh, becomes redder, elongates several centimeters. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a beak boner. Yeah, it is a it is a face boner. It's in addition yeah. to the penis. It is a face boner that is designed Yikes. to show his virility and testosterone. Mm-hmm. Um, Keep that to yourself. That's embarrassing, Turkey. <laughs> yes, gross. So, so nobody this, wants to see that. So this uh, waddle and snood caruncle that's basically just like engorging here. Um, it was successful in helping this turkey carve out this niche that it. Uh, enjoyed and multiplied uh, fruitfully throughout okay. all of the Americas. And so this over this 20 million years, there are uh, essentially two species, one in North America and one that's more Meso-South America. Um, but mm-hmm. these two species are going along. They're domesticated about 2,000 years ago by the indigenous people in North America. Okay. And um, for the next, you know, 1,500 years, just like, cool, doing their thing. Um, 500 years ago, mm-hmm. the Europeans get sight of this thing. Well, here they come to ruin stuff again. One more <laughs> yes. time. Every episode is just like, and then white people showed up. So, yes. And uh, I can tell you, white people really like their tur- turkeys. Uh, they liked it a lot. Uh, and so they took it back to Spain uh, around 1519 or so. And then by 1540, they'd arrived in England. Uh, and so now we get to the question, this thing shows up. And the first thing that kind of goes unnoticed a lot of the time is that we call this bird turkey. And there's a country called Turkey. Uh-huh. And it is a Mexican bird, but it is called Turkey, like the country. And so you may be wondering, why? The answer is... White people. Uh, White people did not really understand what was happening. So they were excited to see this bird. So the Spanish brought it over. But as it showed up in England, the English were like, oh, this is so cool. Uh, It's kind of weird looking, though. What do we call it? And so it turns out that at the time, because the trade routes had been coming through the Ottoman Empire and the Turkish Ottoman Mm -hmm. Empire was like at the height of its power at that point, Mm -hmm. anything that showed up that was like new and exotic just got turkey added to it. So yeah. when when maize showed up, like corn, right, from North America, showed up in England, they called it Turkish wheat. It absolutely was not, but sure. this is what they called it. When pumpkins showed up, which are also indigenous to the New World, do you know what the English called them? Yeah, Turkish squash. Turkish cucumbers, which <laughs> makes sure. no sense. So this bird shows up, and they're like, this is a mm-hmm. weird, strange-looking bird. 
uh, it's not from here. What do we call Just this? Just throw it in a pile with the corn and the pumpkins. Yeah, they're like, let's call it the Turkish bird. Um, so it was the turkey bird or the turkey cock. And uh, over time, that just gets shortened to the turkey. Uh, technically, with this system, we would also call pumpkins turkeys and corn turkey as well. But luckily, we avoided that, that confusing scenario. You may have the follow-up question then. No, I have no follow-up questions. That answered all the questions I have. Okay. Then, then I'm going to uh, tell you I had a follow-up question, which is, what do okay. they call the turkey in Turkey? Oh, that because is a good question. You're looking alive today. You've got. What can I say? What can I say? You, yeah, you've uh, wiped out the cobwebs. Ready yeah. to go. I am. I am on it. Um, because here's the thing: when they show up with this bird there, and they're like, "Where's this from?" You can't tell them it's from <laughs> Turkey because they're like, "No, that's not, no, not from here." And so the Turks uh, are like, "Ah, we know what to call this. We're gonna call it." A Hindi, because oh obviously this bird is from India. From India, yes, <laughs> which is also as wrong as calling it a turkey. But they were close. Um, no, actually, they weren't close. They weren't close at all. They were wrong in the opposite direction. This catches on with other countries. So the French originally called this bird uh, the poulet de Indi, which mm-hmm. meant just literally the chicken from India. Um, yeah. But over time, that just got shortened into dindi. So it's still today. Uh, it is in French, the turkey is just like the Indian bird, which is again, totally wrong in every way. Um, that, that mistake separately. So the, the um, English make one mistake, which is calling it the Turkish bird, the turkey, and then the Turks and then the French and the Polish and Hebrew people all call it the Indian bird. Um, do you know what it's called in India? Oh God. Uh, let's just keep going East. I don't know. The Chinese bird. No, it's called the turkey. They're just like, well, it's not ours. It's called the loop. But what are they calling it in America at uh, this uh, point? Do we know what it's called? Okay, so so let's get to this. Um, because okay. I take it back. Indians either call it turkey, which is the same word as the country for them uh, in Hindi, or they'll call it the Peru sometimes, uh, okay. which it's also not from Peru as well. No. They do geography. like I. They name birds like I do geography. You just start naming places, yes. hoping you get it right. I will say though the Peru is like the closest of yeah, all yeah, of like yeah. the countries of origin. There's, it's not actually from there. They were talking about the North, like the American, North American okay. one. That, um, sure. But they called that the Peru, which, but it's honestly, it's in the same hemisphere, which is like closer, closer. than a lot of these guesses. Uh, so you, you can't fault them for that. Um, anyway, as you get colonialism, this spreads. It is. It gets more complicated. As you as you get more Western colonizers, uh, Malaysians end up calling this thing the Dutch chicken. Um, and I love it. Cambodians, it's the remix. Yeah, every, Cambodians every place. call it the French chicken. So, like, literally, this bird is just like every place it goes. They're like, "What the fuck is this? This is not from here." And they just call it some other places' bird. And those places generally are wrong. And almost no one correctly calls it like uh, the American thing. Um, you may be asking yourself, well, at least what is the scientific name? Mm. Were you call- were you asking yourself that at all? No, I was wondering what they called it in the Americas before it got shipped over to Europe and got all these new names. But I guess we'll get to that. It has okay, a scientific yes. name. It does. So the scientific name is Miliagris Galopavo. Miliagris is actually from a Greek myth in which the goddess Artemis turned 
two grieving sisters into guinea fowls. Yes. So the first part is about uh, guinea fowls, which again is not correct. Uh, we, no. We've not put the wrong place here, but we have put the wrong species entirely into the actual animal's name. Um, the second part of the name, the galopavo, is from the Latin word for rooster. Okay. Gallus or gallo. Well, pavo is the Latin word for peacock. So the scientific name for a turkey is translated roughly from Latin as the guinea fowl rooster peacock. And that is the best description that the scientific community was able to come up with. Given that that was also, though, a European invention, I think mm-hmm. we now get to your original question, which yes. is like, what did the actual original indigenous people call this? Because obviously, Everybody else has no good name for this. And there are several native words for this. But by the time it gets into the Americas, North America, one of the Native American words from the Blackfoot tribe was the Omaxipsikasai, uh, which literally translate into big bird. Uh, so the closest we get to an original uh-huh. name yeah, for yeah, this thing yeah. is the big bird. And that is honestly like the the most accurate of all of these bad descriptions. Sure. Um, so far. I mean, honestly, if, if you're living in the Americas and you're indigenous peoples and they're like, oh yeah, we're going to bring a bird for dinner. And they're like, which bird? And you're like the big one. That's, that's it. That's, that's the only big bird. The turkey. Yeah, there's not, there's not other big uh, yeah. birds you're trying to like clarify between, right? No, no, no. It's the big one. We're bringing the big bird. Yeah. There's no emu running around, right? Like, no, no, no. Yeah. You've got like meadowlark, cardinals. Every now and then a hawk, and then the big ones. I will say as a fun fact, the national bird of the country turkey is the red-winged thrush. Okay. That is a fun fact. Is actually no connection whatsoever to the Detroit Red Wings, the mm. professional hockey team, because the Detroit Red Wings logo is actually of an automobile tire with <laughs> red wings attached to it, not okay. Red Wing the bird. So the Detroit Red Wings... Uh, actually, their mascot is an octopus, uh, which has no. no connection to the turkey whatsoever. Or the or tires. Or tires, yes. Or, or the red wing thrush at all whatsoever. I digress. Um, what were we talking about? Turkeys. Yes. So, gets very popular in Europe. Everybody calls it something different. Everybody's incorrect, basically, with what they call this thing, except for the native people who were just like, it's that large one. They, you know, the mean bird. Uh, and the there was mean, a yeah, the, the mean big one. Yes. Okay. So the mean big one uh, then is very popular. The first Thanksgiving, um, as as colonizers come over into the Americas, uh, there's generally like pretty close to contemporaneous accounts. It's like 20 years later, but they think there's probably a turkey there as part of that meal, as opposed to just like generic fowl. And if folks want more information on. A Thanksgiving episode. We just reposted the Mayflower episode, which has a bit of backstory about the real first Thanksgiving. Yes. So you should go back. I'm not going to rehash all of this, but nah. that is exactly right. The real story there, probably turkeys involved because they were around. 100 years later, 150 years later, we're starting to get to the time when America is like going to be founded as a country. So now Ben Franklin's around. Are you familiar with this story? Yeah, how we needed a national bird. Yes. And and for some reason you need a national bird? I don't know. What is that? I mean, why Turkey we, has one. Why do one. we have to have a national bird? But why if does the, anybody need a national bird? What are the birds? It's not like there's a bird Olympics where everybody brings their national birds, puts them in a, 
in a stadium and is like, fight to the death, who has the best bird? If they I did, mean, then yeah, we should have gone with the big mean bird. <laughs> we should I have do gone know that, with the big mean bird. There's a big campaign to get turkeys to be our national bird. Okay, so this is a common story that Ben Franklin wanted the turkey to be our national bird. Turns uh-huh. out it's not. It's, it's a lie. Oh. It's a total lie. Oh, so I fell for myth it. De- myth debunked. It's what Ben Franklin was pushing for. So he never actually brought up in the committees. Um, it turns out he was writing this letter and it threw a lot of context clues. It seems like... He was making fun of this society, which is confusingly called like the Society of Cincinnati, but has nothing to do with Cincinnati, the city. It's named after the same Greek mythological person or Roman person that like the city was named after. Anyway, it was a it was a war heroes thing, but they could you could join and then your sons could join, your grandsons could join. This organization still exists today. Anyway, he was making fun of them. He was saying the organizations based on hereditary lines of something your ancestors did are stupid. And so they should make their logo, which was an eagle at the time, a turkey. And everybody's like, there was one of his friends who saw this letter and they're like, you're either going to piss people off or they're going to have no idea what you're talking about because it's like a very weird humor. Just don't publish this until after you're dead. And he didn't. And then when they publish it, everybody's confused. He did not actually probably want the turkey to be the national bird of the United States. Got it. Missed opportunity. I agree. I agree. I mean, it is, it is, frankly... The wild turkey is the only large bird native to North America. And it's practically a dinosaur. It's practically a dinosaur, too. Although wild turkey, the bourbon, it turns out, Mm. actually came from, it was not, it came from a hunting trip for for people. People were just like, this guy was selling this whiskey he didn't make. And they're like, he brought it on a hunting trip. And Uh they're like, where's that bourbon from the wild turkey trip? And then he just kept, kept the branding going. Didn't actually make it for like 40 years after he started, like, he just sold other people's bourbons, put the wild turkey label on it until the 70s. Picture this. A lot of bourbon is just bootleg. It's just spicy moonshine. Spicy moonshine you get from your neighbor. Burnt wood flavored moonshine specifically. That's, the, that's some of the spice there because you want the burnt wood barrels. Anyway, wild turkeys, native. Ben Franklin wasn't really into it. But what he did say was we need a national bird. That got people thinking about it. Anyway, it wasn't the turkey. Um, mm. Why do we treat them like criminals? Is the, is the big question. Why at this point of the year? Uh, why do they have to be pardoned? Why do they have to be pardoned? Uh, we don't pardon any other birds. Um, in fact, we don't pardon any other species. Humans and turkeys are the only species that the president of the United States pardons. The first president to do something like this was Abraham Lincoln. Not really, though, because it was actually just that it was Christmas dinner. His son, they were going to cook this turkey for dinner for Christmas. And Lincoln was like, okay. And then someone was like, no, please, dad, don't. And he's like, okay, he, he didn't kill that turkey. Yeah, you let the kids meet their meat and they don't want to eat it anymore. They don't want to eat there. the meat. That's, that, welcome, welcome. That's how you grow vegetarians. Lincoln spares this one from Christmas dinner, but people keep giving turkeys to presidents as gifts. Mostly they give the presidents dead turkeys, which... Really not much opportunity to spare them at that point. Um, <laughs> Warren G. Harding is the first president to get an actual live turkey, though, as a Thanksgiving gift. Oh. Um, promptly kills it and eats it. Uh, of course. Okay. Uh, Truman is the first president to get a ceremonial turkey from the chairman of the National Turkey Federation. I was going to say, to me, if I had to guess the story, it's industry-backed PR stunt. It is absolutely industry-backed PR stunt. I knew it. I knew the turkey industry was like, let's get 
this whole big ceremony where we, you know, like make everybody feel okay about eating some turkeys because we're pardoning these and it's cute and this is a fun little event. It is. It's a fun little event. Although I will say it is one that uh, it took them a couple tries to get right because the first version of this is that they gave Truman the live bird and then he killed it and he ate it for dinner and that was the ceremony for a while. He misunderstood the assignment. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But they keep doing this. National Turkey Federation keeps giving birds to presidents and they keep killing them. Like they give them the live birds. They keep killing them and eating them. If ever there were a group of people that had an endless supply of turkeys to give presidents, it's the National Turkey Federation. Like, (laughs) It it means nothing to them. They don't care. They're like, oh, shit, he ate it again this year. Yes, Uh, until Kennedy comes along. Mm. So he was presented with this turkey and a sign that said, like, good eating, Mr. President. And Kennedy was like, wait, the... The turkey's asking me to eat it on the sign. He was like, he just thought it was a little weird. He was like, well, we'll just let this one grow. Um, and then the LA Times sees this and they're like, it was a presidential pardon. And they thought they thought it was a jokey thing, but then they made sure that he didn't actually eat it. And then like, they just kept it going. Um, you know, anyway. JFK as a city boy gets his turkey. He's like, the fuck am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> right? I'm not going to... What? Uh, Nixon... Keeps killing and eating the turkeys. Um, it does not yeah, catch on right away. Um, but eventually, by 87, Reagan is the first president to actually use the word pardon. So he gets presented mm. with this annual Thanksgiving turkey, and he's like, I'm going to pardon it. Um, but it wasn't like a ceremony yet. But the because, again, the National Turkey Federation just does not have any quit in them. They kept giving them to presidents. So eventually, George H.W. Bush gets one, makes it into a formal event. And wow. he, yeah, and he is uh, the first president to start this actual tradition. Um, what I did not realize, though, is that for every turkey that's pardoned, that turkey is the product of a relentless, ruthless training and culling process. So no doubt. apparently this nice little ceremony that the National Turkey Federation has been slowly, you know, uh, indoctrinating us with, yeah. <laughs> yes, indoctrinating us with, has is actually the end result of training and culling competition so (laughs) it is like it is not you can't just put any turkey in front of the president of the united states i mean come on right like i mean that actually that actually might be a funnier (laughs) that that i would watch that that would be funnier just any wild turkey that you hit (laughs) with your conversion van you bring to the president and you're like, that's Here you that's go. actually the competition what bird can survive being hit by a conversion van you take that turkey to the president yes and you see who wins it's a, it's a battle to the death you know it could it could be a possibility uh but they are they are not prioritizing the kind of like rebellious spirit that gets you to fly in front of a conversion van in these turkeys <laughs> um they want the pr to look good they are looking for a turkey that seems pardonable but you can't you can't teach a turkey to be pardonable. You can't teach them mm. to be docile, right? So what mm. they do is they go and they find the birds that seem to be like the best behaved. They breed those. Then they have this flock between 50 and 80 birds. Oh. Uh, right? And then 
usually it comes from the from like the actual farm of the person who's the National Turkey Federation chair or someplace okay. that like is in their state. So they take these 50 to 80 birds. Then they start exposing them to loud noises and flash photography and like giant crowds of people. So they start terrorizing <laughs> these birds because no. they want to see which birds handle the crowds and the photographs and the loud noises. Uh, and and from there, so they've wintered it down. They go from like eighty to like ten or fifteen, and those are like the finalists. They have further like survival competitions to see which birds can just like handle the stress. And finally, they get down to the finalists. Then they have school kids pick the names for two of them, and yeah. then those two go to D.C. where they stay at the Willard Intercontinental Washington Hotel. They literally stay overnight in the hotel. They're, they get treated real fancy if they make it this far. Which I just want to like be clear. We have basically recreated the plot of the Hunger Games with <laughs> yeah, yeah, turkeys. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Like, like there is a competition. Only two of y'all are making it out alive. Um, <laughs> right. and, and, and it is terrifying process to get there. But then if you do, you go in a fancy train to stay at a fancy hotel to meet the president. Like, this is this is Candace Everdeen of turkeys is what we're talking about. Yeah. I think they actually still do end up getting eaten, though. I think the pardoning is no. all for show, right? They don't. They don't. Oh, so here's really? the thing. They die at a petting zoo or like so each year they they send it to someplace and they do send the backup as well if one of them dies and they have to use the backup they send the backup to be to this petting zoo as well the problem is from all of this stress the turkeys like had been dying like a few weeks after they got to the petting zoo in an effort to try to keep them alive slightly longer from these petting zoos where they've been dying like weeks later i think this year peanut butter and jelly are going back to like the animal research center that they came from oh god Uh, that's not better it was, it was, yeah, Purdue University's Animal Sciences Education and Research Farm. They, so they do actually get part in. It's just that all of their flock mates, in addition to millions of other turkeys, do in fact get slaughtered anyway. Sure. Yeah. It's like 30 million turkeys every Thanksgiving. It's an insane number. But it's also like these turkeys go through all this stress. They start dying because of the stress. And then they get sent to a like, research farm where they have to test MAC cosmetics or whatever for the rest of their life to see... <laughs> Just what a horrible existence. Yes, it is. It is a uh, even the best turkey life, it seems. The luckiest turkeys still do not have it very good. Um, So despite the fact that these birds are the only large birds indigenous towards America, if only because they are so confusingly named all across the world, no one really wanted to claim them. And the fleshy erectile protuberance on their faces Mm-hmm. Uh, plus the fact that a bird is never really going to be my hero. Uh, turkeys are not my hero. But I would take one as a nice gentle pet. So no. if you have the tur- turkey hookup, no. holler at your girl. No. Um, or if you have a sanctuary with turkeys that will let me pet them, please um, give me free admission. I would like to come pet with pet them. Sure. Yeah, go pet the turkeys. Please do not bring the turkeys home. I, I do not want... I do not want to get to know turkeys that that well. But even though I may not want to get to know turkeys, if anyone else would like to get to know turkeys or any of our other heroes from other episodes better, where can they find us? They can find us on social media at Your Heroes Pod or on our website at meetyourheroespodcast.com. Yep, and please 
like, share, rate, review, spread the word, tell your friends. And until next week. Don't be a hero. Don't be a hero. Bye. Bye.